Okay, in a super late episode of the Zimbabwean Perspective Cast, we finally deep dive on Windows 11. Well, on the intro event. There's a lot more to talk about, and we promise next week's episode is actually going to dive into the compatibility issues and the TBM chip and all of that crazy stuff. But if you're just still trying to figure out what Windows 11 is, why it's great for you, why it might not be great for you, and why it's great for everybody else, except, you know, those aforementioned people with compatibility issues, well, dive into this episode. Here we go. Welcome to a new episode of the Zimbabwean Perspective Cast. Again, we're back. Again, we're a little late. It's kind of becoming the norm now. Not a good thing. But um, finally, after a bit of time and some catching up again, we're back with a new episode. Uh, I'm joined here by Tinashe. How are you doing, man? Hi, Clint. Good to be back. And Tapio. Hey there. Hi. How you doing? Um, great. I think we're great. Hopefully everybody listening to this is in a good mood too, or in a great mood, all things considered. Things are always a little crazy, but well, yeah. Uh, look, we're not even going to bother beating around the bush about it. Today's going to be mostly about Windows 11, okay? Uh, the reveal event was, <laughs> the reveal event was yesterday lasted for about an hour, 40-something minutes, I believe. And uh, apparently there were some issues during the initial stream. I watched it just after the initial stream. But regardless, um, it looks interesting enough for something that, and yes, I'm just going to say this right from the bat, is a souped-up Windows 10 update because that's what it is, regardless of the name. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to let everybody here say their initial thoughts first, and then we're just going to jump right into it. So, yeah. What do you guys think? All right. Uh, let me start. The... Yeah, go what... ahead. Sure. Uh, well, initial thoughts, and well, it's something that I've been waiting for. It's a, it's a souped-up Windows 10, definitely, but it does have some major and not so significant changes to it, but it is better, better looking and feels better according to people who've actually used it or seen it being used. But initial thoughts, generally impressed. What could is Windows well done? Uh, it's something that we're looking forward to and I'm expecting it to be something that's uh, better to use. Just looking at the interface itself, it looks like they've made some changes to the interface, but I'm not sure about the underlying operating system and how all those applications interact with each other. And judging from all those reviews I've seen now, a lot of them just trying to get a better understanding of what's different about it. Looks like it's 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 calling it a souped up Windows 10 might be a bit of an understatement. <laughs> but yeah, I understand. I understand why you would say that. But I mean, it's definitely has some changes to it. Well, initial thoughts, generally impressed. Yeah. All done Windows. I mean, okay. Well, for me, it just looks like they kept what was working. They kept the elements that people loved about Windows 10 
and then just made sure that it looked nicer and more appealing and more modern. And I really, really like, I mean, the first thing you, you see is that they've gone with this um, glass window, frosted window type of vibe, which I really love because, because it, it just makes the whole interface kind of seem three-dimensional. Like it's not, it's not just panels um, on, on a screen. It's actually kind of, um, oh, sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was saying it's, it's actually kind of um, a very, it's a very modern feel and it, it just gives what I want to say like texture to the interface. So I really, really like that. And I saw some people were saying that it's basically, basically just copied the design elements from Apple with, you know, the rounded corners and all of that, which I kind of get. And, you know, like the centered um, start screen, I mean, start whatever, start button and all of that, which I also get. But I think, um, I think that if they can, if, if it turns out to be as good as it looks, they would have done an amazing job. Mm -hmm. One okay. feature that I found very interesting though was how they decided like the whole store thing because apparently they did an entire apple of the store. So like, what's that about? I didn't really get to explore it. I just saw headlines that were saying um, they um, they they're making oh, they're giving developers options where they can either you know take their payments through the um, Microsoft Microsoft Commerce whatever their commerce platform or the developers can actually you know get their um, app revenue or well, one hundred percent of their app revenue if they're using third party um, payments payment options. Which, yeah. if that if that works out great, is going to be a huge deal, I think. Well, yeah. yeah. I don't know from from a developer's perspective. Do you guys do like apps on on stores and whatnot? Is that something that would appeal to you guys? <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> but, definitely. Yeah. So maybe let's just to kind of delve back from the, let's start. Um, without looks, right? <laughs> uh, we actually yeah. wrote in our like review coverage that, um, or at least I guess, yeah, I, I highlighted it, that the person who, the fact that the person who was the chief of the, or is still actually the chief of the Microsoft Surface team is now the chief of Windows, Panos Pernay. It's, it's, it's not a coincidence that Windows 11 has this whole emphasis on frosted glass and, you know, looking like a big sheet of glass and it's like got the semi-transparent look and all of that. It is not a coincidence at all, considering that this guy is in charge of what's called the Surface team, okay? The name from Surface literally came from the glass surface that you interact with because all the devices have touch on them. So... Mm -hmm. This guy definitely has a thing for glasses and you know glass surfaces and all of that. So but it fits. Yeah. It fits the brand name. It's literally called Windows. 
exactly. So, <laughs> no, no, really, th- that's the no, that's the level of like I don't know, call it four dimensional brand image thinking here mm-hmm. that Panay has. He's he's always been like that, and so from a looks perspective, yeah, I like it. Like, I- I'll be honest, I had. I was the type of person who also had a semi look. There's there's proof of this, okay? I I had a whole rant about it. That's all the, on the site. You can go and read it. And it, what's funny is it's the article just before the Windows 11 reveal. So I wonder how many people might get confused and read my rant before they read the proper coverage. But um, what is this? Uh the look is honestly impressive. I like it, and. I don't feel so much as if it borrows from Apple as if I feel like it borrows from a lot of sources that are different and have their reasons. So let's start with the obvious thing, the centered start menu. Yeah, the first thing that comes to your mind is probably Mac OS because everything's at the center, but so is everything on Chrome OS. And so is a lot of people who like customizing Windows 10 a lot, like... One of the main things that you'll see, you, you'll see this on YouTube is like Dave2D. You'll see this on like, if you go on YouTube and you look for like best ways to customize Windows 10 or something like that. I have a guy who's actually also done that. Like they center their taskbars. They try and look for maybe bigger icons or different icon packs and all of that, etc., etc. But one thing that's for sure is from a productivity standpoint, it kind of makes sense if you're someone who runs a lot of multiple monitor setups, which they are. It, I don't say it's actually niche because it's Windows. Like a lot of the people who do use it, do use it for productivity setups and do use it for work. So it's something that's different and it is something that when it comes down to it, actually is optimized for touch and touch displays. And that might be more mm-hmm. controversial because I get that not everybody is using that and not everybody will use it. But thankfully in the end, you technically can just take this and put it in the bottom left if you want to, or even the bottom right. Microsoft is still giving you that option. So but yeah, when it comes yeah. to the looks part, at least the start menu, you know, you you still have some paper yeah. and the frosted glass thing. Well, that that's yeah. pretty cool, I guess. Yeah, for it's me, not really just like yeah, and it, it seems to me it's not just like looks um like uh what can I say? It, it, it's not just that they've gone. They're trying to look more bougie or just <laughs> fancy for no reason. Windows bougie edition. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they've gone, they've really thought about um, upgrading the interface definitely, but with functionality in mind as well, like, I mean, with all the widgets and all of that, I think they've really been thinking about, um, like, the stuff is not just, if they're not vanity upgrades, they are yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff they would actually use. Like it's form yeah, and function. It, it's not just one of exactly. the two. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can also I'll argue that this uh, Windows yeah. 11 design sort of feels like a glass theme to a Windows 10. Now I understand why you're saying that. Well, look, it's guys. It's a souped up Windows 10. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, look. Let's 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 put this full. Because from what you're saying, Clint, it definitely feels like it's just a theme. No, no, no. There is, there is, there is. Here's the thing. Full disclosure from the start. You should understand that Windows 11, for up until maybe, we're in what? We're in June, June, right? Going into July. It's almost seven months. Okay, maybe four months ago. That's maybe four or five months ago. That's when they decided, let's just straight up make this a whole new operating system. For the past almost, I would say, eight months to, yeah, eight months this was actually just called windows 10 sun valley 10X. and that no not well okay there was 10x right then what happened with 10x is that 10x got cancelled right they realized you know what what's the point of trying to bring in another new version of windows with another set of limitations and another set of rules for people to like try and get their hands around they've tried that twice they tried it with, um, what was it called? Windows 8 RT. They've tried it with Windows 10 S. Neither of those worked out. So they decided, you know what, let's take what are, all the good stuff that we had on 10X, which was stuff like this new start menu, the glassy approach, uh, certain, what's it called? Certain improvements for certain types of PC architectures, etc., etc. all of that. And they decided, you know what, let's try and put it together with normal Windows. And that's what became Windows 10, that quote-unquote Sun Valley update. That, that, that's literally what it was called for like a while. And like people like Clint were like Windows nerds. Yeah, we, we knew that for a while. And then only about a few months ago did we start hearing the word Windows 11 being brought up. I'm like, wait, Windows 11? What do you mean Windows 11? Because... For those of us, again, who are like super Windows faithful, it's Windows 10 was supposed to be the quote-unquote last version of Windows, right? And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you're breaking your promise, blah, blah, blah. What's going on? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it, it comes down to this. Microsoft saw two things. One, PC sales growth is still actually pretty high because of the pandemic. People need a PC now. People are realizing they need a new laptop. People are realizing... They need some worthwhile machine that they can use at home. They can't just rely on the work one or on their mobile devices. Um, number two, uh, there is a bit of the whole, Apple had some heat on it, like some good type of heat on it with things like the M1 processor and all these devices that they're refreshing or making from scratch, like the new iMac the new, what's it called, new MacBook Air, the new MacBook Pro. There's more versions of that expected a little later. There's the, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, been on Apple's side. And, well, it's not like Microsoft has been failing or anything, but, you know, the idea is to kind of keep some press for yourself as well. And mm-hmm. so the easiest way, and also just the easiest way to get people reignited or excited about windows again is often just to like you know say well technically we've got a new version of windows if we if i mean one thing's for sure if they had said this was the windows 10 sun valley update i'm near certain 50 percent of the press that's paying attention to it now wouldn't have been paying attention it's just the truth that's true yeah because people would be like there's another nerdy update for windows fans so yeah 
but they figured they've put enough work into this and enough effort into this. And of course, since I, as I said, PC sales are pretty high. Guess what? Makes them even higher. A new yeah. version of Windows. Like every time people hear that there's a new version of something, they want to get that something. So yeah, yeah they, they, they just decided to bite the bullet. We're going to call it Windows 11. They've pretty much been dodging the whole Windows 10 or the last version of Windows thing. I mean, technically, some people were asked, apparently, and they're like, well, you know, technically, um, we didn't say that. We said it's going to be the last version of Windows you'll ever need, but, well, um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, know, you know, corp- corporate jargon, basically. Corporate jargon. So yeah. that's why I keep going, like, it's technically a souped-up version of Windows 10. Because, don't get me wrong, Windows 11... Just, just like Windows 10 itself has constantly been like evolving and getting updates and so on. Windows 10 now is different from Windows 10 in 2015. So I don't deny that Windows yeah. 11 yeah. from maybe three years from now is going to be definitely almost at least a whole new operating system. Right now, yeah, it's Windows 10 with some updates and that's not a bad thing because the updates have proven to be worthwhile. So yeah. Yeah. You definitely, it's not a fail Windows in this case, or, or judging from the previous Windows attempts where you had your Windows XP, then uh, Windows Vista was Vista terrible, failing. then 7 exactly. was good, then 8 was terrible. <laughs> and then exactly. people were like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think that's how they've broken the curse. They technically like take most of the last version and then they just like just add a little bit and then, a bit and then call it saying. this and then call it something different. No, but I really do think it's actually different though. Yeah, it, it, it actually does. It's different it's enough. Different. It's different enough. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then, but then I'm sure I think that's actually it. it's a comment of a family we laugh about, obviously, but I think it's also like a very smart move on their parts that they're not trying to reinvent the wheel, they're not trying to um, be groundbreaking with this new update, you know what I mean? Instead, they've decided to just um, to like, if, if it's not broken, they're going to fix it, but you can make it look better or you can make it work better or something like that so I think I think that approach was actually really smart for them otherwise this entire curse of up down up down would just continue yeah I don't want it to continue (laughs) yeah no no one needs it to continue no one needs to buy or upgrade to a new version of windows that proves to be terrible for three years or whatever we we are way past that Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Windows 11, proof that copy-paste programming works. Tanash, you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it doesn't just beyond those looks, though. I uh-huh. mean... I no, no, no. Look, there's a lot of under-the-hood stuff. Like, there is actually some under-the-hood stuff. Like, you'll hear that this... A, it supports ARM better. Like, if you notice mm-hmm. from the demo, yes. the tablet demo that they used, that was a Surface Pro X, not a Surface Pro 7 or whatever. And the Pro X is the ARM-based version of the Surface tablet. So that means 
from scratch, this will run better on ARM devices, which sure might not really mean much for most people, but considering that Microsoft still wants to make a future out of these, that matters. Um, there's also going to be a lot of better support for what are called big little architectures. Basically, you know, with newer processors we've got now where it's like these processors, are, it might be quad core or it might be eight cores, but you'll find that maybe four of those cores are actual big high power ones. And then the other four are less powerful. Um, what are they called? Less powerful, um, what are these? Efficiency ones or low power cores. And that helps with really? battery life. That helps with um, just making these PCs a little bit more sustainable. So again, they'll have better support for that, which technically means that if you have newer or computers that better support these types of architectures windows 11 probably gives you a little bit more battery life technically you know it's complicated but yeah there is stuff that's under the hood this isn't like just a new coat of paint the car did actually get a few new parts in the engine as well but yeah definitely from from just the apps and icons looking nicer and you've got even the themes themselves that are also coming with the windows 11 they look good i mean i was looking at uh one of these reviews and it was just showing there's a gaming theme and etc if all of those in place adding to like that already space. yeah exactly the themes that's yeah. also just, I, I actually that's also just adding to, to that beautiful interface you already have I mean, yeah, just so just to summarize, man, I just think overall presentation is great. Presentation is amazing and outstanding. And From after talking this long about it, menu. you're just going to change it to dark mode as soon as you get it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the thing. There's a lot. After just I thought you would put like one of those red nice or blue presents. or nice purple looking themes, <laughs> but now nah, you're just going to go no, dark as well. No. Yeah, I don't ever see myself using any application. You guys realize there's a whole team, there's probably like a whole team that spent so much time into like making all those new what are they called themes or whatever, and they've poured like their heart and souls into this. And (laughs) you guys are just like, ah, dark mode, ah, yes, make it. I I feel like, I feel like the dark mode in this case will also come with that glossy. Yeah, but it, you know, it is, I mean, like, you know, I, I understand it doesn't look hey, as good. There's a Microsoft person who worked five really, months really trying to choose the right color codes of purple to put on Windows. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That it doesn't look good. When I saw them doing the dark thing, I was like, yes, that's the one. Quickly, <laughs> did you see? That's the problem. Because, uh, okay. Yeah, no, no, seriously, though. Yeah. But then um, I like what you said, Tanashi, about, you know, like the different um, home screens and stuff. Because, you know, like, for the ordinary person, right, who would be, like, a remote worker, say, like, me, and you use your laptop literally for everything. Um, exactly. it's, your, it's your TV, it's your work, it's your, you know, everything. Mobile phone times. Exactly. Having <laughs> those different... We'll get to that. Well, I mean, it is... I was going to say, speaking of mobile phones, but Clint is like, we'll get to that. I mean, but yeah, I mean, 
so if it's it's different like that, you can literally um, set it up in such a way that you have um, you can switch in between those and you focus and it's like you're having a new a new PC altogether, at least in my view. And also um, specifically for, for stuff like work, you can organize your widgets in such a way. I'm not sure if your widgets what they just like your windows where you have specific layouts that go along with your workflow. So for instance, when I'm writing, say a book, right, I have my outline, I have the place where I'm writing at, and then I have like a place where I'm writing notes. So I can have all three of those screens kind of open at the same time and arranged and such in such a way that I have, you know, all of my stuff is just right there for me. I, I, I don't have to be constantly switching in between tabs. I can just look at something and I can see what's going on simultaneously, which is amazing. Oh, I didn't actually know it that effective for you guys. No, it is. It is. It is because I have like I I work with. Um, I try to keep my tabs at a minimum, but then like when you're writing, you and yeah, and then I'd have to because then you want to find a synonym for something, or you're trying to you know, so you're trying to research as you're writing as well. Right? It's it's when I saw that I was like, thank you, Kifa, amazing. Well, but you understand you could do that with the current windows 10 but i, I do understand yeah. i do know that no 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 it's, but it's it's, it's, it's a lot easier do it like, on the, the way it's just doing this is, 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 is much easier yeah. true yeah, yeah windows layouts yeah. now have just been made way better yeah. i mean much yeah. credit to, to, the, to the development team that's been working on that specifically because I understand from work, man, you have to open, or you can actually have a lot of windows open at the same time. And sometimes you have two or three screens with you. And just after you plug out your, um, that, that cable that leads to external displays, all those windows just come right on your laptop. But then from what I see from the Windows 11, it's like it stores, it just minimizes them, but it stores uh, the, that data. Of those and layouts plug in. and when you plug it back in, it's like boom, nothing happened, yeah. man. That you've got to yeah. love that. You've got yeah, to love yeah, that, yeah. that. That that, yeah. that is just amazing. Need it more efficient. Well, I was actually gonna say it as like a whole rounding point that like um, yeah, there's a lot of this stuff that's like if you think about it, and you're like, well, no, nah, but this isn't Windows 10 in some form, and it's true, it is, but it's more about the level of refinement that's been put to it and what makes it like just generally easier to do it here that's really the impressive part and what we're going to do is like actually just take a bit of like a minute break and then come back and actually talk about that because there's external displays and how that's managed which is by far my favorite feature there's also mm -hmm. just the whole snapping and snap groups and how that's being handled and I love this whole thing that Microsoft is just doing where it's like they're combining all these different aspects, not just from Windows, but like from different projects that they're doing. Because even their start menu, there's the way it recommends documents. And that's actually, believe it or not, taken from their Android launcher. But um, yeah, so we're just going to take like a minute break and we'll come back and like talk about this. All right, great. Thanks, Clint.
Okay, so we're back. And the thing we were already talking about, which Tanasi had already alluded to, which was uh, just in general, the multitasking support on Windows is getting better. And well, thankfully. And two main things really come up to that. The first one would be snap groups, right? Which is snapping Windows, putting them side by side and so on. There's nothing new. My Windows has been doing this well since I would say Windows 7, I think. Yeah, because that's when the basic snapping of like two windows or even four windows would be. What is it? It would be like Windows key and an arrow key. And that's it. That, that's that been there for days. But now if you hover, I believe, over the maximize screen, it allows you to have like different orientations that go along with A, your screen size, the window size that's supported for a window. So like it can be like two big windows or three big window or three narrow but you know pretty tall windows or I don't know two big windows and one smaller one or one big window two small ones etc etc and it has all these different ways that it like sorts itself out and then the best version of that now goes along with if you have multiple displays it can stretch on to those other displays and as Tanisha was already talking about if you're someone like Clint who actually plugs in and out of displays a lot uh, what usually happens which is like when you plug out of a bigger display all that stuff comes back onto the main display and just like takes over and it's terrible and then you have to like you know put it back again but now you plug in to a big display, sorts it out there, or you plug out, it like keeps all of that stuff in like its own little group and that gets minimized. And then every time you plug back into a bigger display, that stuff goes back to the bigger display just as it was. And that is magic. Well, okay. I don't know about magic. It's obviously not, but it's great. And I love it. And I need no, seriously, I I, I literally insane. love it. <laughs> I I literally love that feature. It's this is what I'm talking about. Not nothing here. Well, not nothing, but like the major part of what we've been talking about with Windows 11, and the major part of what's been talked about is not like out of this world, never thought of stuff. It's literally just looking at Windows as it was, and then looking and thinking, oh, okay this can be made better. Oh, okay. We just need to give this an upgrade. And it's working and it's working well. And I love every single minute of that. And I mean, snap groups are, ah, I, I, the fact, and I mean, I, I actually talk about how they can be minimized and so on when it's like connected to an external display. But even when you're using like three windows on your PC and then like, I don't know, something like a video call comes in and it takes over the whole screen that comes and takes over the whole screen, those three windows are saved as like one window or one task down in the task bar. And then when you just hover to it, those three windows come back and... Exactly. Ah, <laughs> just thinking about using that feature alone, it just makes me excited about it. <laughs> Getting Windows 11 on my PC I, I, already. To anyone listening to this, yes, this is Clint at his peak nerd. But trust me, you do not understand the amount of time and lives that will be saved 
by me. <laughs> and yes, I say lies that will be saved because when I get frustrated, we might have lost a few people. I'm not going to say who, okay? You'll never find the bodies. But seriously, <laughs> ah, wow, I need that. Ask me nicely, audience, and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that trust? Where is that trust? <laughs> you guys are terrible. But yeah, so multitasking has been great. It, it, they even got better on tablet mode. Uh, and I guess I might be someone who can attest to this more because I use a two-in-one. Um, the first thing I noticed, the thing I actually noticed most was portrait, uh, portrait mode using two apps. That couldn't happen before. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I had tried that and I hated it because another thing that I do for whatever reason with my PC, especially when as student developer, everyone. So especially when I'm trying to, and this is obviously not how you're supposed to learn programming, but hey, if you have a programming, uh, what's it called? Exam, where you actually have to dry run some of the code or write it down on a piece of paper, you're forced to do desperate things. And sometimes I have to cram tons of lines of code. What I do is I take my PC and I put it in like a portrait mode so that I can read more code. But then if I need to quickly just look at another window, uh, I can't I could, I can't stack those windows on top of each other. Maybe this might be fixed in a Windows 10 update because Windows 10 is still going to be receiving updates and stuff. But mm-hmm. you can't do it right now. And I hated it because it made no sense. Why couldn't I just stack windows on top of each other? I know I can do it if the computer is not in tablet mode so why can't I just ah whatever but yeah this productivity stuff is just it's ticking a lot of boxes it's it, it's really just coming there just like ticking these little annoyances and pain points that people had and making them just not have to worry about them anymore and I am um, yeah but then I guess the one thing that I could probably um, or that I found to be a bit redundant would be, you know, trying to get, okay, maybe you can explain this better to me. Like, why would, what's the use of having, um, the, of having Windows ship with Teams? Oh. Like, why not just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I knew someone was going to hate it. I, I know, I, 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 I get it, but I get why people also don't get it. Is the thing. If you've used it in workplaces, if you've used it for work, like mm-hmm. probably Tinashe has, like I have had to, this totally yeah. makes sense because it's like, it's like how people get annoyed that Windows doesn't actually technically ship with Office, right? You have to get yeah. Office, you have to buy off an Office subscription and so on. It's the same thing with Teams. Like if you're someone who's now using Teams all the time, this makes total sense to you because like, oh, and then now even has like this little handy button and like a mini like interface that looks kind of like WhatsApp chats that you can just quickly get in and out of and then start a meeting when you need to, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not a Teams junkie, which whether we like it or not, Microsoft, a huge part of the world still isn't despite the pandemic, uh, you won't get it you'll wonder why they didn't even maybe put Skype or something. But basically, this is probably just Microsoft 
getting to a point where they're just using teams as sort of even their sort of FaceTime competitor, you know, like how all Apple yep. devices come with FaceTime built in. These are now coming with Teams built in. Yeah. And they're really trying yeah, to push okay. Teams for like personal use as well. So I, think I was actually going to just... mention that the Teams feature is actually a very good selling point, especially in workplaces and considering that most people working from home and video conferencing has sort of become, you know, that go-to point for most businesses. Having Teams already come uh, custom-made for your operating system because sometimes Teams can be faulty and it breaks a lot on Windows 10. I mean, I use it most of the times at work and even my little brothers use it for school as well. So I, I feel like Teams has been in, is slowly but surely being incorporated in people's lives. But I do understand that it's not for everyone. But when it comes to me and how I use it and, and as well as how my family uses it, and how they're trying to make it better, I feel like it's a very good step for, for, for Windows in this case. I was actually going to say that it's one of my favorite features as well, because Teams has become sort of central in how I actually help clients or even do most of my work as well. So yeah. considering that they, they're trying to make a, um, a FaceTime version of, 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 uh, of Windows, <clears throat> it's actually good from, from Windows there. You, it's you official. We've, get we've to understand it. You, you, you've died. Adulthood has become you. Okay, your youthfulness is gone <laughs> from the moment that you declared Microsoft Teams was a good thing. I'm just telling you now. Well, it, it you can't call yourself fun anymore. It's okay. It, it depends how, okay. <laughs> how often you accept use your it. adulthood. Accept it. Okay, <laughs> embrace it. Right now, just breathe in and say, "It's fine. I am an adult." <laughs> But I do understand why Tabs will say that. But look, Tabs, well, considering that... Um, well, well, wait, hold up. Maybe it's just a Windows. She has it's another also question that she seems to, to, to want to ask. Maybe let's hear Okay. Yeah. My contention with it is that um, all the stuff you're saying sounds very nice. And you said your brother uses it for what? For, for school? And you're using it for work, Right. Mm-hmm. But then the way they marketed it for like personal use, I saw, you know, um, this little boy was talking to his grandparents or his parents on team. It's like, it, 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 it seems a little far-fetched considering the other apps that have already sort of been better branded for that. I can understand teams for corporate use and even the name teams. Right? Exactly. You don't even call. You don't. Um, you don't associate your family with like team unless you guys are competing with another family for something. You know what I mean? And if you're no. calling your family, you just wanna find out. You just wanna find out how how, how they are and all of that. So I think what's what's mostly bugging you as well might be the name as well, teams and and how it was introduced to this whole video conferencing game was more of a. Yeah, teams it, it, or there's, there's no corporate connect. sort of application. Exactly, there's there's a gap between I think them trying to make teams a personal, um, like for personal everyday use, like you can call your family and teams and all of that. But we already have Skype, and the Zoom is pretty much taking over that space. So I'm not saying they should stop trying. I'm just saying if you're gonna want to make teams 
encroaching to people's personal um, correspondence with their family and friends, then calling it teens kind of, I don't know, to me it's just not, it's not consistent with the brilliant branding that they've had um, throughout this entire process. So I don't know. But for corporate oh. use, I, I get it. Okay. I will admit, uh, not every feature is, ma- is meant for everyone. And and how they, they, were, they were actually uh, branding or marketing teams in their reviews now is a sort of a family touch based sort of application where you can actually just quickly call your grandparents or your parents, as you were mentioning. But it's, I feel like the way they introduced it as a corporate sort of application, they're trying to bridge that gap now. Just, just letting people know that you can also use it for other other uses, not just corporate or anything work related. So I feel like they just need a they just need a better way of marketing teams, and not necessarily change the name, but they should do something about the name definitely. And one can also argue why um, Windows is not uh, actually pushing Skype, considering that they bought Skype. I'm sure. It's very, it's, I don't know what they're trying to achieve there. Oh, oh, okay. Here's, here's the thing. People, people forget but, this. Believe it or not, the underlying technology for Teams is video calling stuff is actually mm-hmm. Skype. Like, it's not even a joke. It's not even a lie. It's Skype that powers that. So, as much as people always think, ah, so what is this? They just took Skype and abandoned it. Technically, you know, they took it, kind of stripped it for parts, then decided to push teams. But yeah. When you so, say that, it sounds wrong. <laughs> no, but but no, that is, okay, fine. All I'm trying to say is technically Skype is there. Skype is what's powering all of your teams, video call stuff. It really is. So, you know, it's 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 there. It's It's there every day. You're just not seeing it. You know, it just works in the kitchen now instead of being a waiter or something like that but it's still there um, all right maybe something i, I can i can tell i can tell that Tapio oh. is uh, all right please okay i was just gonna say maybe something i can tell Tapio is just like any or most of some of the windows features that are in windows 10 that were not necessarily removed but they've been uh, removed as uh, default uh, features, for instance, your Cortana bar, you can just literally just unpin your, your Teams icon or just not use it <laughs> and you'll still get great Windows 11 experience. But trust me, you definitely see the need for uh, okay. a video conferencing application that is designed for your operating system. Okay. Yeah. You saying All right. No, no, no. I think that was it. I was really going to say, well, you know, technically part of it can also come down to what's in the name, right? Like when you think about it, I mean, what the heck does Zoom mean? You know, <laughs> what the heck does, I mean, okay, FaceTime, fine, better, but then let's face it, Apple's kind of always had this um, multiple naming thing. I wouldn't say they've had the naming thing on lock, but they do have branding on lock. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole thing, but yeah, anyway, uh, to maybe now start to, I wouldn't say round this off, but to get to the fun stuff, kind of, whatever, 
Um, let's 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 really jump into this. Tapiwa uh, was actually talking about something way earlier that is big, which were actually two things. Yeah, you, you kind of wow, you jumped right to the end. Never explain a movie to someone. I'm just gonna say this to you right now because you're gonna you're gonna say some big parts for it. But anyway, okay, so two big things that Microsoft has definitely done with uh, Windows 11. One, there's a whole lot of developer changes that are coming up. And two, along with those developer changes coming comes the thing that pretty much no one expected, which is, um, hey, guys, guess what? We're loading Android apps onto this. And people are like, hmm? Yay. Like, this is, I think, oh. the most unexpected thing that Windows 11 is doing. And this is That's by far the worst thing that Microsoft is doing to BlueStacks <laughs> or any of those <laughs> companies. No, I remember really. seeing one of your statuses that you, 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 no, 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 no. that was funny. Just imagine that was after funny. you, 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 you get no, a job. No, it was because of Twitter. Exactly. Just imagine you get a job at BlueStacks, you post it on Twitter, guys. But like, look, man. No, no hope is not lost. Please tell them the catch. All right, I know you're going to no, tell them the catch, no, no, but all no, hope is not lost. Is, no, 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 no. Bluestacks <laughs> really needs to start thinking about really investing on its Mac portfolio and maybe just coming up with a Linux version or something else like that because otherwise things are not looking good for those guys right now. Like, no, seriously, because um, also Twitter was what made this worse for me. Like, Twitter was doing this whole thread of like ideas that maybe Windows 11 took from other operating systems, right? So like sent a touch bar, right? And then they'll be like Mac OS and they called me a madman, right? Like Mac OS would be like, they called me a madman. And then I think I'm <laughs> another thing. And then there was a Linux version there of like, and they called me a madman. And then there was one that was like Android devs, Bluestack. And they Blue called text. me a madman. Wait, oh, damn. <laughs> They're realizing how bad. No, okay, let's, let's, let's try and, 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 and explain what's happening with BlueStacks. Okay. Right, please, Basic distance, Microsoft is working with both Intel and Amazon for this. Intel is using what it's calling Intel Bridge technology, but Essentially, it seems like it's going to be a decompiler and a recompiler that's, in the most layman terms, is going to take an Android app, right? Essentially, kind of split it uh, apart and put it together again because Android apps are made for what what is an ARM architecture, basically ARM processors. So technically, probably on Windows ARM PCs, they won't have to do this. This is actually something that people have always wondered, which is like, why can't they just get those ARM PCs to run Android apps? But anyway, um, on an ARM PC, maybe not, but on everything else, the app will essentially get turned from an ARM app and be turned into some version of an equivalent um, x86 app on one level or another to essentially be run on the computers we have. How well this will work is unknown. And it is a newer technology, so chances are that Intel will be running this for newer processors. We don't know which ones yet, but chances are even if that's not the case, 
into being into probably Toyota, another version of this would just be virtualization. So, which would probably be not much similar to what BlueStacks already does. So, what sucks is that since still this is native and this will maybe work better or it even still just be built into Windows, no one is going to spend time downloading, I don't know, two, three, four, five, ten gig sized BlueStacks to run Android apps on their Windows PC. And today it actually just got confirmed that apps can apparently be sideloaded because the main thing was apparently the official version will be um, you can search for an app on even the Microsoft Store. And if it's available, it'll come up and you can download it. And then what happens is as soon as you want to download it, it'll make sure you're logged into the Amazon App Store. So this is actually like a low-key win for Amazon because it gets more subscribers on the App Store, at least more users, that is. And then once that's done, it downloads, it's there, you now have uh, Android apps. So it's now just been proven that you can also sideload those applications. So technically, you can just spend time like finding all these either unofficial or untested or whatever apps, or if you're a developer, especially for Android, uh, you can literally now just test your apps on your PC without having to get a whole new emulated virtual machine in Android Studio and whatever. You just do it, quote unquote, natively. And that's a lot. Like, that is a lot, a lot. Uh, I, that completely changes the game, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I, the idea of just running an Android app on your PC, man. Just, just imagine how many applications you can actually use on your, in your machine now. Because I know for for a fact, when I'm you're doing a lot of things, TikTok, I, aren't you? I wanna... You're totally thinking TikTok. This isn't even. <laughs> I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. Let totally get... thinking TikTok. Don't, don't, don't let him fool you into thinking he's got some super let me powerful. Get there. <laughs> Very useful thing that he wants to do. It's TikTok. Okay, that's I all. I mean, Clint, 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 you're working on something. You're working, at, you're working on something and you're doing, you're doing, you're, you're probably coding on one side of your screen. And, and then, then the other you screen. You just think about that one TikTok thing that made you laugh. You're thinking about that one video and you do not want to touch your phone. Clint, your phone is, I mean, there's that, you know, that uh, phone companion application that already comes with Windows. Yeah. I mean, for you to use that, your phone has to be on and also uh, connected to the, to the internet ETC. Yeah. And whatever you're doing on the PC, that's also happening on your phone. Uh, that's good. That's a good. But sometimes you just want to use the app independently. For instance, you want to open a TikTok and watch a TikTok video. And <laughs> and it's right there, Clint. You just the download it and, and starts know, playing. No emulator installed. Don't have to go to your bio settings People to enable. I'm sorry, you just finish up. Okay, which which you totally made me lose my train of thought. Just continue. Right, right. But I mean, not only from from the usage of, of the Android apps on that machine, it, it totally changes the game for developers as well, as you're mentioning. Yeah, it really you does. Because now you just, you you're an Android developer and you're thinking application. Hey, I'm I'm not directly even, like, on your I'm I'm working on a multi-platform app project with some people right now, and literally you all see? I'm doing is laughing in the back of my mind because I'm going like, ha, I could just be like, yo, we only need the Android version for this. You guys are out of the job. 
I'm joking. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that would kill me. Trust me. The amount of pressure would be crazy. But, but yeah. You didn't. But the only thing you probably just didn't stress or didn't emphasize on is, well, you did mention it. I mean, it's a collaboration between uh, between Amazon and Intel. But then you'd have to have an Amazon account for you to download apps. And you can only have Android apps that are on the Amazon store. Yeah, but you can't sideload them. It's been it's been confirmed. You can't sideload some apps. So you, you can, can sideload. just go. Oh. Yeah, you can just go get an APK and just yeah, load whatever. You just download it, just load it on. But I mean, yeah. if it's not viewed, and I mean this is a new feature, Clint. And if it's not viewed specifically for other applications that are sideloaded, I mean you can you can expect them to break at some point. Yeah, yeah. And and look, to I be mean, fair. With, with, with using Windows, sorry, before you say that, with using Windows, I'm, I'm sure you you are used to having apps crashing and etc. But that's not something you get from your other competitors, which I will not mention. Where you what, really what? have apps crashing. Dude, apps crash there too. <laughs> Let's not like they, they do not, but not as quickly. Clear. Not, no, 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 no. Okay. That's not good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm it, sorry for bringing that up. That's actually, not the apps are crashing there more often right now, considering that there's been, a, what's it called? an architecture change so every once in a while an app will be like wait this is an intel processor boom like literally <laughs> that is happening it's just that it happens no, 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 now that you mentioned it I was actually i'm actually having problems with um okay let me not mention it in this podcast but there are some apps that are crushing the street but anyway, what oh. i'm trying to say is windows is prone to have most of these no, no, no. Look, what I can agree on is people know, people know, um, people have a higher tolerance for software being software on Windows. Yes. And that's just because the level, of, I mean, okay, just think about how many versions of applications run on Windows, right? You have your Win32 stuff, you have your, what's it called? You have stuff that's made in Electron, you've got stuff that's made actual in actual java you've got stuff that's made in python you've got web apps you've got like there's this whole range of crazy yeah so all of that leaves like a lot of room for things to just go all over the place and since things can go all over the place yeah we, we people have tolerance for that and people will know that if you're loading an app that's for technically another software version you know it's not surprising if that shows a few errors it's kind of it's not normal but yeah it's kind of acceptable that shows a few errors yeah that's something i'm I'm afraid of just having those apps crashing but the, the whole idea of just having my android applications on my pc and you know when you're using whatsapp especially for me i want to use my keyboard to type most of the time because i hate typing on my mobile screen and then just for content viewing i mean when you're watching your videos is it tiktok whether it's tiktok or reels or you're just on facebook or instagram of which they already have pc versions of those applications i mean i'm slowly moving away from my phone yeah, so yeah you yeah. just find in the case where i need to use my phone it's just for mobile calls there's just less. And yeah, I, yeah, I there's always less. have to use my machine to do most of my work so i'm really excited about this uh Android application, 
uh, feature that's been added to Windows 11 as well. Look, and at this point, um, Windows is just I, I, going to end up having every operating system in it in one way or another. I mean, it runs. It can run, yeah, it can run what's it called? Linux GUI apps now. It can now run Android apps. I'm just waiting for like, I don't know, build 2023 or something when Microsoft is like, oh, and now we're proud to introduce Mac OS on Windows. Wait. <laughs> Like, this I mean, with the way the surprises, the way the surprises in this case, I mean, it's not something that's far fetched. I, I observe at this point, like the next thing, the next thing after that, it will be like, yeah, now happy to announce the PlayStation Five running on Windows. <laughs> there's, there's a little operating. Which, like, I get Microsoft just well, wants was to I do this to you about uh, Clint. Was I talking uh, to you about this uh, whole, uh, is it Microsoft Cloud, Windows Cloud coming to your TV as well, which can potentially replace, uh, was it, I think it was you mentioning this. xCloud. Oh, okay. Oh, no, nah, that's, that's, that's another yeah. thing entirely. That's, that's, game. that's another thing entirely. But when yeah, you, and that's uh, actually... this, this came to me when you mentioned the PS5. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I mean. Like in the end, everything is just going to somehow run on Windows. And I guess Microsoft kind of wants to do that because, and I like that because I, I love how they're trying. Their approach is essentially now the antithesis. And I guess this leads us into our last point, which is the other thing that Apio was talking about which was opening up the store for developers like this, which really just comes down to being the antithesis of what everything Apple's trying to do. I mean, Apple's been in this whole Apple versus Epic trial till like just recently. And that's all based on the fact that Apple just tries to lock everything down too much. People are used to Apple locking stuff down for consumers, but this is also for developers, right? You can only distribute stuff on ios through the ios app store if you make any money on your app you have to give 30 percent of that money to apple and that's not okay for most people apple technically kind of did a whole oh, shouldn't. they kind of did a whole fussy meal thing where they were like oh well you know what that's fine we're gonna say that only developers that make more than a million dollars a year are the ones that have to pay us 30 percent the rest can now pay us around 15%. Is it after a certain amount of year time in the app store? I think it's after a year in the app store. And the thing is, everyone's going like, well, Apple, when it comes down to it, 99% of developers make less than a million a year. So even if we reduce the amount of money we're using, we're not really changing much. Whilst... On the other hand, the guys who you've been getting your big money from are still going to be giving you big money. So Microsoft has actually been low-key in, in that whole Apple versus Epic fight. Microsoft was technically not involved, but they were secretly just throwing their own little jabs in there because, I mean, it was in that same, during that time of that same trial, they reduced the pricing for Xbox developers if they use the Microsoft Store. If you have a game that's there, that game now pays 15% instead of 30%, just so that Microsoft can show that, hey, we're not trying to work with your whole quote-unquote industry standard. And now they're, mm -hmm. they're reducing the, what's it called, 
there were these guidelines that they had put for putting an app on the Microsoft Store, and those guidelines are completely gone now, which is well not completely gone. Like there's obviously like security stuff as well, but there's now certain guidelines that they're like it's you, you know what doesn't have to be this way it doesn't have to be a uwp app doesn't have to go this way you guys can just put your apps on the store now great and then the biggest one which was for in-app purchases or for purchasing certain things or for monetary exchanges you developers can use third party of course that are up to snap sorry up to snuff but they can use third party payment processing solutions. They don't have to use the store or Microsoft's own commerce um, offerings. And that's huge because that means that you can be a developer essentially gaining 100% of your revenue all on the store. There's no 30% cut that's being taken by Microsoft. And it's, 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 it's major. I remember Tapio was asking us about that if it is a big thing. Mm-hmm. I haven't it dealt is. with stores yet, but trust me, Tapio, if you're there, it is. It's way yeah, I am, and I am, and I think um, it's just one of those things that, to me, it, it almost looks as if they're trying to prove a point. Because um, I was are. trying to, they are I, I was literally to, like. Uh, sticking their tongue out at Apple at this point. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out, like, where's the business for them? I mean, I do get that for gaming apps, they're still going to be, um, gaming apps can't have, or games rather, can't have um, their own payment gateway. I think they still need to go through the Microsoft one. Um, But then they also, like, they don't take as much as Apple does, if I'm not mistaken, they take like 12%. Um, and the game and the app, um, the app developers get to keep up 80% of the revenue, which is it's not 100%, but it's also not 70%. You know what I mean? So, um, I hope I have those figures right. But my point was obviously that, um, the fact that they've decided to quote-unquote sacrifice that app revenue on their store it seems to me as though they were really just they're, they're just trying to prove the point that um you know a business can still profit probably even more when they allow their um the the people who use their services some leeway and some freedom in how they want to use their services. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much here. No, 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 no. Trust me, I'm very much here. Uh, That's really where it all comes down to, which is, yes, there is a dig uh, at Apple, here, there. What's it called? Uh, there is a dig at Apple here. There is Microsoft trying to pull in more developers because that was the biggest problem with the store. People only use it once or twice, and that's because the few times they go there, the app they are looking for isn't there. And this is Windows, right? You can just go search for that app app on the web and then just 
continue with it there. And yeah, so that was the big problem. And they're definitely still trying to deal with that problem. But also, they are technically just going with what's kind of the easy slash right way to do this, which is like, you know what, let's, let's, let's just do a lot of pro developer things and see what happens. Yeah, um, I wonder though how um, if they'll be able to keep it up. Well, probably. I mean, it depends. Look, one thing that's for sure, this isn't something that just happens overnight. Devs take time. But now we don't have to think about Google Chrome not being in the Microsoft Store because Google literally has no reason to not be in it outside of spiting Microsoft. That's the only real reason. Uh, and it continues according one. So yeah, Tapio, as you were saying, uh, whether this will work in the long run, it comes down to just a simple fact of um, <clears throat> developers need to see if there's value in something to jump onto it. And they do come gradually. Like these terms are honestly by far some of the best terms that could be offered on a store, to be honest, like in general, like if you look at across the wide ecosystem, be it gaming, be it just general apps, this is a good deal, like a really good deal. And hopefully enough people jump onto it before the intended effect that Microsoft knows it will have, but might not want it to have just yet, which is that Apple and Google are eventually going to start adopting similar terms in order to keep developers or in order to just, you know, keep attracting as much developers as well. Because that's definitely what is meant to happen and that's hopefully what is going to happen. Because the developers and these big tech companies have been at war in one way or another for the past two years now. Apple's been the biggest culprit. Google's had its fair share. This whole Apple versus Epic trial was something that I we, we've actually covered on the site quite a bit because it kind of went all over the place. I, I mean, in case people need to be caught up, Epic went to the point of like making a whole video on Fortnite that was saying, oh, Apple is bad because of this, this. Like imagine all those Apple dolls. They made fun of Apple's 1984 commercial, which is kind of really big and ingrained in American pop culture, at least. And then they made sure that the iOS version of Fortnite, but the iOS version of Fortnite has basically been different from Fortnite on everywhere else for a while now. Okay, when they had that whole big Marvel thing, the iOS version didn't get that. When they've been having new characters like the Mandalorian and Batman show up, the iOS version doesn't get that kind of running in this whole maintenance mode ever since for almost a year and well that means American kids were running to their mom and crying to mommy that you know I'm not getting Batman and Fortnite why and that's been putting kind of a bad look on Apple both from even now consumers and developers this is one of the few times that Apple's most important and powerful tool which is their brand has actually been just kind of scrapped a little and Microsoft is definitely partly 
taking advantage of that, right? And then and, and trying to see how it can use that to boost its own store. Yeah. I mean, as we'll just see how it goes. I really do hope that it pans out to be something, um, something worthwhile and, you know, something good. And I hope they can maintain it because some of us are actually Microsoft um, enthusiasts <laughs> and we just want to see the win or lo loyalists more like and they just want to see them win. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, I mean, for me, it's not necessarily even a wanting to see Microsoft win. It's more of wanting to see, um, how can I say this? wanting to see the whole developer shift that it's supposed to have. I want yeah, to see Microsoft yeah. win, I do, but I especially want it to actually create the type of shift that it's supposed to have because otherwise uh, what's okay. it yeah, we, we, we need to know what's, what's, what's going on, what's the exact reason for it. But yeah, um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much the larger part of it, Tanasha. I don't know if you have anything you want to say about this before we start to wrap this up. I don't know. Well, you've touched on mostly, largely everything about this new policy, and yeah, this will definitely have developers. Well, I think it should have developers uh, jump on or uh, back to developing native or even any other form of applications for the Microsoft store because of the 100% ref share. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool feature. I'm not, I'm not developing anything for the store right now, but I, I see how this can be of much uh, benefit to me as a developer as well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I look forward to even putting something on store now because it's something I was never looking forward to. <laughs> Okay, so maybe just a few things to sort of um, wrap some things up. Uh, number one, there is a huge um, amount of issues. That a lot of people are going to actually jump in. They have been trying to see if their, um, what's it called? PC is capable of supporting Windows 11. A lot of people have actually been getting there, there's a tool that Microsoft has for that. Uh, my, they've been getting the answer that actually, no, uh, your PC is not ready to, what's it called, to run Windows 11, which actually kind of isn't that's true. That's there's a lot of, how can I say this? There's a lot of, um, I don't say red tape, there's a lot of like mini... Wait, you said you've actually done that, Tanashi. For my machine? Yeah. Not Just yet. Say it's I'm not planning on doing it. Okay. Yeah, I'm planning on doing um, it tonight, though. That tool is giving a lot of people a lot of different answers and a lot of negative answers, even though that PC might definitely be able to run, run Windows 11. There's two main things. One, there is like a CPU clearance list, sort of, that's happening. Mm -hmm. That's essentially still being updated, I guess. Then the other one is there is TPM security chips that essentially 
there's something that has to be to put it in the most layman's terms, right? There is a bio setting that you just have to enable for it to actually just clear your machine for um, Windows 11. Uh, chances are, if you have any machine from even the past 10 years, you should be able to run Windows 11 as long as you have the other, what's it called? The other requirements, four gigs of RAM, at least 64 gigs of storage, and um, what else? What's the other thing? One gigahead per it, second, uh, yeah. processor speed, clock and speed. It has to be dual core. Two or more cores, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. But that's about yeah. it. So for everyone... Well, the requirements really... aren't that huge. You run what's it called? You, you, you edit videos on your PC and you think you can't run Windows 11. Are you crazy? <laughs> you're a bit overpowered trust me okay <laughs> you're, you're fine you're definitely fine uh people who should be worried are anyone with a two gig ram computer yeah you might you yeah. might rethink your life choices on that one but that's and, about and it. even if you're still using a two gig ram yes. computer with windows 10 i'm sure you, you you'll be fine well, okay, no, you, no, 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 no. I was gonna say you're gonna face challenges, but what I'm gonna say is, um, what's it called? What I, what I'm gonna say is, um, sorry, gosh, now I'm losing it. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily be quote unquote just fine, but I mm-hmm. do feel like if you do have two gigs of RAM and you're using Windows 10, and you're somehow able to use Windows 10, you can just keep using Windows 10. You don't have to rush. You You should. Exactly. But uh, at the same time, if you're using two gigs RAM on Windows 10, I am going to look at you and be like, hmm? So, (laughs) yeah. And then I guess, like, here's the other thing. I guess that's the thing that people have to know before. Obviously, we're going to review this thing at some point, okay? and give a much proper like breakdown but when it comes down to it whether or not you should upgrade uh here's the thing windows 11 will be a much easier upgrade than probably any windows upgrade that's come before if you're already on windows 10 it will be largely like applying a windows 10 update with a few things that obviously do need to get changed up and so on that means that as far as stability is concerned you should be fine. That being said, I did say should, because even with Windows 10 updates, sometimes some things do go wrong. It's rare that they affect everyone, but yeah. So Microsoft wants to launch this for free. Wow, I had actually forgotten. This is going to be for free. If you're using Windows 10, Windows 11 will be for free. Yay, I guess. But um. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if for those of you who do want to upgrade, it's okay. This is going to be coming out around what's essentially holiday season, so end of the year. Uh, if And it's expected to be around October, November. It's okay to wait till around, I don't know, January of next year to upgrade. That's fine. Heck, that's our job to test it out and <laughs> deal with some of the bugs and exactly. tell you. Yo, you might not want to do this right now. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that's that's the larger part of it. And I don't know, I think that pretty much closes it up for me. Uh, you guys can say some final thoughts before we start to finally wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, I just have probably just uh, some, let me just mention some points. Mm-hmm. Don't have to like dive into them. Like there's some drawbacks as well to this <laughs> exciting time of Windows 11 coming up. I mean, I just don't like how it's the presentation is, uh, or even the use of most of the features is sort of made for touchscreen interfaces, but then that's fine. I mean, I'm, I'm being pushed to buy a touchscreen now. So yeah, that's, that's just one drawback I didn't like about uh, Windows 11. And what I'm expecting from it, probably just some expectations as well, uh, better updates, definitely. Because considering how Windows 10 was doing its updates and you'd have Windows 10 updating itself in the background if you have automatic updates there and restarting your machine would take three or four hours for for you to implement or apply those changes. I mean, that would cut on uh, efficiency for Windows 10. And then you also have those updates coming in huge files as well. You'd have five or four gigs worth of updates. And I see from Windows 11, they're promising it will come with 40% uh, less size for, for for the upgrades. So that's Definitely something I'm expecting and looking forward to and hoping that these updates will not just come on your PC and then start breaking some stuff. Because you would see that in most cases when you update your Windows 10, you have your printers failing, your Wi-Fi going on and off and just a lot of things going haywire. So I'm, I'm really expecting that these updates don't break the machine and it's just seamless. But when, but it's, it's still Windows and I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I am looking. I'm looking forward to, to having a hard time with it as well. But hey, I'm. I'm I am excited about this. Uh, this new operating system, and hopefully when it comes out, I need. I need to be the first one to have my hands on it. So. <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, he wants to be the first to have his hands on it. Uh, Tabiwa, any closing thoughts? No, not really. I'm just excited for it. I'll wait for it to, to get here. And I just really hope it works this time. I'm going to break the cycle. Okay. Yeah. That's all. Break, break the cycle by um, pretty much repeating what you were doing before and, you know, putting just a little <laughs> bit off. Of... Hey, it's okay. As I said, okay, Windows 11 is proof that copy paste programming works. And I am all for it, no problem. Um, yeah, let's let's go with that. Oh, great. All right, so that's what's it called. That's pretty much the larger part of it. Uh, guys, where can people find you? Let's let's actually just wrap this up and go for it. So go ahead, uh, Tapio. At Tapiyanasha36 on all relevant social media. I'm not on TikTok or Snapchat. <laughs> but yeah. And she still, and she still went with she, she still went with relevant. I I, I love this. Tanasha, <laughs> you, you see, you and your TikToks. Just say. 
So it's it's at Lord Alpha. That's underscore Lord underscore Al underscore Alpha and underscore as well on uh, oh, across all social media platforms on even the irrelevant ones. <laughs> all right, all right. That's, that's, uh... <laughs> okay, that's the larger part of it, I guess. Uh, well, you know what to follow. Follow at perspective under, no, no. Follow at perspective Zim on Twitter. Follow at perspective Zim underscore official. Uh, sorry, follow at perspective Zim underscore official yeah on instagram and that's about the larger part of it uh thanks for making it through this episode we'll see you guys soon we promise have a good one bye and clint before you go what so i just have one word for the audience uh monterey what ah <laughs> what? <laughs>